I'm here with uh, Denny Runkel, um, founder of Wealth Management Accounting, and Chris Hanna, a partner and advisor for Wealth Management Accounting. And uh, we're, it, this is an exciting day. This is our first podcast. How are you guys feeling? Great. Exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we coined the term, uh, wealth management unfiltered because I've had a lot of conversations, uh, with these guys, uh, with Chris and Denny specifically. And, and we're going to have a, 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 a myriad of, of fantastic guests. Um, and it's really who they are. It's wealth management unfiltered. There's a lot of noise, uh, in the financial services space, uh, in the wealth management space. There's a lot of confusion. Uh, there's a lot of, um, I would say, uh, unethical, you know, communication going on. And whether you turn on the news or see what's on social media or even sometimes advisors, not our advisors, but other, other people that say they're advisors or agents. And so this podcast is, exists to be that filter. And in, in a way, it's wealth management unfiltered. It's going to cut through the noise. It's going to be focused on truth. And we're going to tackle those issues head on. And, and that's what I'm most excited about uh, with this podcast. So before we dive into in, in the topic we're going to talk about today is why wealth building is so hard. I mean, we can do a whole year long series of why that's so hard. Uh, but I want to introduce, uh, you know, the, the two guests today. And, and really, you'll see Dennis uh, in every or Denny, uh, I'll call him. We decided we're going to call Dennis Denny. Um, some people call me Jason, call me Justin, whatever works. Um, Denny is, is the founder of Wealth Management Accounting. He's been in this industry forever. And folks, he doesn't need to be doing this. Um, he could be on a yacht or sailing the, the seas, golfing every single day. But he is here because he, Denny is passionate. Uh, he's focused and he has a purpose. And I don't want to steal your thunder, Nanny, but, but tell me, um, just tell me a little bit of your story. We want to introduce you to the, to the audience and the listeners, uh, and the watchers on YouTube and, and all our channels. But tell us, why did you get in this industry? Primarily <laughs> because of a bad experience as a business owner back in the late seventies, early eighties, where, um, I had a very successful business and ran into some issues where, you have a question, and I, you can ask your attorney, and my attorney was a very good friend, long-time relationship, CPA, the same thing. His name was Dick. Dick was awesome. He'd been with me for years. And then my financial advisor. And what I ran into is the same question ended up with three different answers that almost never said the same. They were all unique and different and coming from their perspective. So it's not that they were wrong, but it left me in a position, okay, which one do I go with? And unfortunately, you're confused, so you do nothing. And nothing is always the wrong choice. <laughs> so as I got out of my business and got in the financial planning world, uh, did all the the things trained, you know, I, my first year in, or second year in a business, I made a million dollar round table doing everything successful. But as I applied it to my experience where, wait a minute, am I here selling a product? Which is always good. In other words, somebody that has life insurance and unfortunately dies, the life insurance is a pretty important piece for that family survival. So is that wrong? Absolutely not. But that's just the start of what the client needs to create wealth, not the cure-all. So as I, and then um, it, through a series of experiences, I kind of moved out of the industry, just not comfortable and met a, a CPA that made me a challenge as I'm asking him, a very prominent CPA that had retired in Fort Wayne. And his name was Bill, Bill Boykins. And Bill, um, and I kind of hit it off and he liked my questions. He said, will you spend the next two years with me? And I'd like to show you some things from the accountant's point of view that we wish financial planners would know and do. And I go, yeah. So I was able to do that and, and had a mentor spend two years uh, where I met with him weekly 
if not daily. And then we had a long-term relationship. And he, the first thing he was expressing to me is people don't understand asset protection. So what is the point of building a whole bunch of wealth if and then it, it, most business owners know that something could happen, a, a lawsuit, somebody fall on your property, and all of a sudden everything you work for can be gone. So, so the first thing is you need to establish a solid foundation of asset protection. And in that time, he was explaining the values of a family limited partnership, which now has evolved into a family LLC. He said, so each one of your people that you really care about, you need to be explaining the virtues. If you create together wealth, because it's always together, it's a client with the advisor, but inadvertently they lose it. And he said, so once you establish that foundation, the next thing is tax planning. You realize, Dennis, how much tax planning can affect wealth creation. And I go, no, that was never talked about. <laughs> and it's not talked about still. It's it's remarkable. Well, there's a lot of claims that it happens, but that's a whole nother topic. In other words, yeah. well, we're going to have a whole podcast on that. Yeah. Don't worry, yeah, folks. Need, need, I already wrote down like so many follow-ups. <laughs> so, and then, so my, my frustration with her, well, Bill, okay, I'm not a CPA. How would I work with a CPA? And this is fundamentally what the problem is. The advisor, no matter what his best intent is, is traditionally it's very hard for a financial advisor and a CPA to work together to communicate. Now, this isn't a once a year thing. That's the funny part of it is most people think if my advisor and my CPA discuss my tax liability once a year, unfortunately, there's another very prominent book out there called The Perfect Firm, which is written by CPAs, is, and they use this quote, are you reporting history or making history? Reporting history is where you are taking all the data from the previous year after January 1st and putting it on the required government forms. So Bill says, so what can you realistically do for tax planning? Nothing. He said, tax planning has to be active, start January 1st of the current year, and then you have to create the tools, which just happens to be a family uh, limited partnership as a phenomenal tool for not only asset protection and estate planning, but tax um, efficiency, tax diversification. So wow. of all my training and everything, I never heard those words. What? So it was an epiphany. It was an it was it was sort of a turning point. Absolutely, and I'm and, and so that in the early '90s kind of dates me here, but <laughs> but literally, Denny, I think I was in diapers in the early '90s. <laughs> I'm trying to think, and we have a Kaylee, one of our producers, on too. I don't know if she, I think she was in diapers too. <laughs> so, but it's remarkable how much not much has changed in 30 years. No, in fact, it's become, I guess, harder because all the misinformation. Mm. So, I and, and let me bring you a point that is very, very current, meaning the, you know, public announcement of another 87,000 IRS agents and almost the panic that creates. So, we didn't have that panic then. So, it, it, it actually, uh, just in the last week was with a very large case because, you know, people come to me around the country. We're in, I don't know how many states Chris would know, but maybe a dozen. And that's all people that have sought out problem-solving options that they weren't being given. And that's all we're do we do is wealth management accounting. We help make sure the client is aware of all the possible solutions. We're not saying, oh, you have to do this or you have to do that. And then a lot of clients don't even know what those solutions need. So most of our whole point of view is education where the client knows his options. And then if he asks us which is best, but but we always want two. Our philosophy always give two. We'll say, we like this one the best, but this may be the most comfortable. It's real important every client's comfortable with the possible solutions. Right. And right. most of the time they kind of go with us, but many times they don't. And that's perfectly okay. Yeah. We, well, and, and that's, and that's the that's the humility that that you've had, and, and I want to just put a stake real quick there because I do want to get 
Chris's introduction because his story is fascinating. But then I'll, I'll kind of continue because I can see a convergence happening. Yes, sir. Where we had this, you had this epiphany, and then wait, we got to build this. But Chris, I've heard a lot of stories about you. I don't know if I should share them. <laughs> Go for it. But tell how how did you get into the industry? Why why are you here? Well, first I'll say I ran into Denny's epiphany, and then I'll now I'll circle back to the beginning. Uh, so I uh, graduated from Oral Roberts University with a finance degree because I like the idea of accounting, understanding taxes, you know, but I didn't really want to do come a CPA or do the actual accounting work. So I moved over to a finance degree, which is much more into the financial planning area, talking about investments and planning and, and even estate planning. And I said, yeah, this is more what I like to do. Uh, the problem was, was, how do you find a job that really lines up with that uh, passion? And and I was going to work for another financial advisor I'd done an internship with, but I kind of felt like that was just doing a uh, selling product to people, basically. Just selling it, you know, pick a mutual fund, any mutual fund, it'll work for the client. I'm really not doing any planning. I'm just, as Benny would say, just getting a happy meal. <laughs> Happy Meal 1 or Happy Meal 2 or 3, that somebody's already pre-packaged that I have really no control over except for, hey, client, this is a good, this is good investment to buy. Um, so when I graduated, I was like, I don't really want to do this. And I decided uh, I was not going to work for that financial planner and didn't really know what to do. I, through a family connection, uh, reconnected with Denny and came to his office, started talking through my goals and visions of what I wanted to do. Then he was on the same page. Our epiphanies were starting to mesh a little bit. Uh, but I had one big issue. Uh, and that big issue was that Denny wasn't hiring. And so here I was still trying to find a job. So then I got my epiphany at that point And I told Denny, I said, well, let me work for two weeks for you with no pay. And if I'm good enough for you to work for you, then we'll negotiate at that point and go forward. Uh, now I'm still waiting for my first paycheck. He got me somehow to go 20 years. Uh, deal of the century. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Great deal. It's like buying Apple stock for a buck, you know? <laughs> uh, appreciate it. Yeah. So, but no, we, we've uh, been now together for over 21 years and uh, wow. our vision of helping clients is, you know, right on the same line. And I enjoy uh, the asset protection, estate planning, the investment planning and tax planning all working together. I, I find it exciting, makes every day unique. And I look forward to helping clients uh, with those uniques because they all have them, whether they pay attention to it or not. Wow. And that's, and it, your, your story is interesting, Chris, because I, I've heard a lot of stories of advisors and, and, you know, the industry's, it's a tough industry. Uh, it's a, it's a competitive industry. There's a lot of confusion. You know, some, some people start out as agents. Some start out, you know, maybe on the bookkeeping side. Some start right on the investment side. And it seems like, um, whether it's provenance or not, you know, you met Denny at the point of the epiphany and it's, it, you latched onto the vision earlier than most. It sounded like. Okay. Well, now let's continue, Danny. So now you have Chris and, and you're building your team, right? And, and I, you've always talked about how great and how blessed you feel, you know, 2022, 2023 of how your team is growing and there's more young people. But I, I remember back when, you know, we, we, and we don't have to get into the details of DR financial and P, you know, PTA, but it, it sounded like we, somehow needed to bring this all together, right? We, we, we have this mindset. We have this way of how we want to do wealth management for our customers. But the problem was, how do we bring it all together? So talk about the, how that led to, you know, wealth management accounting. Well, as my goal was to have not a large number of clients, but have a smaller number of clients that got a lot of attention. <laughs> so that was a fundamental difference as I was very blessed Literally for, I think, five-year period, I sold over 300 insurance policies a year, which in any definition was great success, great money. But how do you continue to support that clientele? It was more sell a product and make your commission, get a 
you know, continuing income stream off that. You know how that works. Um, but I didn't like it. That's not what I wanted to do. So once I moved from being a captive agent to an independent to a successful independent, I still wasn't happy. And that's when I met, met Bill Boykins. So then the problem was, how do I work with other attorneys and CPAs to create the kind of, and I didn't even know what family office was or that it existed. That became a, a, a major revelation much, much later that this is already out there. It's just that you need a billion dollars to get that kind of service. How can we give that service to the middle class? Real quick, give give the, uh, I would say, sophomore high school level version uh, or explanation, or even less, the middle school explanation of what a family office is. And Chris, feel free to chime in, because I, I think this really gets into why wealth, you know, wealth building is hard, um, because of the lack of the resources or access to a family office. But what is a family office? Well, the family office all uh, answers the question we that I ran into with my business is that you have one need one question, one perspective, yet you have three advisors that you would love to agree. And they never do. I mean, it's rare. I, I never want to use the word never, but let's say it's a rarity. The family office provides that where there's enough wealth from one family that they have a CPA, an attorney, a wealth manager. They have all the people necessary to manage that family's wealth. And because they're communicating, the family has a clearly defined goal that the advisors are all uniformly working to come up with possible solutions. That's a family office, which is exactly what I was missing when I was a business owner. And how I created my clientele was just asking that question. You know, everybody, uh, the best advice I ever had was a gentleman said, Denny, I love what you're doing, but what are you going to do different than the rest of all, all the financial planners out there? What is going to make you unique? And what made me unique was just asking that question to someone if they ever been confused or they had a problem and couldn't get their advisors to give even remotely close same solutions. And what if I had a way to get your clearly defined goals with those three different professions agreeing, would you be interested in talking to me? Well, it's almost like a hundred percent. So the first thing I do is bring up. It's a no brainer. Yeah. And everybody said, Oh yeah, I'll give you an hour. So that distinguished me from everybody else of a problem that was universal and coming up with a plausible answer. So, I worked for years of creating a network of people to do, but it still was not, it wouldn't work fast enough. Meaning let's say a client said, Oh, I, I need to go. I want to go on a, a cruise and I need $25,000. And, and uh, ideally we need to find a way to get them the money without creating a tax liability. But that meant, okay, I had to try to, you know, leave a message that at the, the, the network I had. And by the time they got by, you know, to you, the client didn't want to wait 10 days for an answer. He wants an answer in, in an hour or immediately. So we ended up buying an accounting firm with one of the uh, CPAs that had worked with me for years. He was retiring. Chris uh, was initially working uh, this uh, CPA love Chris. He said, if I can work with Chris and we can build this and, and do a bigger dream for you, Denny, count me in. So that's what happened. We, we created that and that created professional tax and accounting. Uh, and I think that was 06, um, that wow. we, uh, did that a couple of years before the crash. Yeah. Timing. <laughs> well, and the, and the crash was wonderful, but you have to understand that we ought to just mention. The measure of how well your advisor does is how well did you do in the dot-coms late 90? How well did you do in 9-11? How, how did, every time there was a major correction, how did you do? And 08 was one of the most severe, of course. So our clients experienced a little decline, but we had a, I don't think our average was 5%. We might've had a few at 10, but the majority of people in the same boat were at 50. Wow. 
That is the measure of how well the system works is how you did in the downturns. But it takes that family office environment, yes. so to speak, that, that only seems accessible to, you know, billionaires in, in a way or, or well, you know, 100 millionaires. Well, and you hear that publicly trouted as a negative that wealthy people pay less taxes because they have a family office and that's available to everybody. Right. They're not cheating. They're not, I mean, it's just, well, you, I'm sorry. I get so you see those memes. You see those memes of Bezos and and Buffett and you know those folks on the political spectrum. They're all over the place, right? But they're paying less taxes than most people my age, and I'm 30. Yeah, uh, from a percentage basis. Uh, from a percent. Now they're you know the they're paying of course payroll tax and their companies are paying a lot of tax and but uh, they could do that because they have access. So you're right. There is that negative perception, but I love that you guys are bringing, I want to say you bring it to the masses, right? This isn't for everyone. And we'll get into the model and yeah, that, that, uh, or maybe that disagree, is, Danny. I, I, and we need to get in that, but you know, I have this wonderful staff that started uh, kind of getting on my case. How do we <laughs> uh -oh. start a younger person creating the right environment to create wealth versus you want to work with people that already have had the discipline and have a, a measure of wealth. And I'm, I, I mean, they hit me hard. I said, so we can't ignore the younger generation where they're not even given a chance to create an environment to succeed. And uh, they were right. Go ahead. Yeah, and that goes back to the family office conversation. I mean, if I came to you, Justin, and I said, you want me to help you or would you rather have me help you with your family? I mean, most of us are going to say, no, I want you to help my family, you know, because if if I'm not here, I want you to help my wife or my kids or whatever. So when you go back to the family office, it's kind of the same thing of, well, do you want me to help you with your accounting needs, taxes? Well, yeah. Well, that's just kind of one thing. But the family office says also, do you want me to help you with your investment strategy? Well, yeah, I want to still retire. You want to help me with my asset protection? Yeah, I don't want to lose my assets. And what about your estate planning? Well, that too, because I'm going to die someday or I want my assets to transfer to somebody else. So those are all things, whether you're multimillionaire or as in his talking here a second ago, you're talking about a young person that's coming into my office, uh, you know, it's 25 years old. And just like yesterday, I had a, a young Hamish client call in, or call in and said, you know, uh, I want to know more about the silver funding life insurance. Because he wants to create a investment, he, you know, he wants to have some insurance, but he wants to create an investment plan for the future that can help with his taxes, help his family out, and help with his retirement income. And by having this, I want to say, family office plan, I can help with all those areas and understand it and communicate it and help the client under, understand it that they know how this is going to affect them and improve their family life not just their, only themselves. Well, it's, it's a remarkable approach. Yeah. Well, I'm going to interject, Justin, something that has been a windfall for us is this whole reducing of client service. In other words, we've all been on a phone. We're trying, we got, I, I bought a new HP computer and it just crashed. It isn't even six months old. Finding a number, waiting in line, <laughs> Then actually getting somebody that spoke English was a miracle. And yeah. I had it. It happened. And I'm going, how is it that we have resolved ourselves that we only have to wait in, on the phone for 40 minutes? We spend a half hour trying to find the line and actually are blessed when I can understand what he's saying. And that's not nothing against anybody from, you know, no knock on <laughs> immigrants. No, trust me. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm Filipino. There's a lot of those people and it, it's, I'm the same way. Like I want to talk, first of all, it's like, why am I call treed? Like, why can I just talk to someone? You know, well, I picked up the phone and calling Chris the other day. It's like, Oh, he answered. That's that, remarkable. That is obviously a very hard level to maintain as our company keeps growing, but I'm totally committing it. You call to somebody, a live person that can literally get you to the person you need or set an appointment to be called back at your convenience. That is now becoming <laughs> such a phenomenal service 
comfort level when you're talking about people's money, about their asset protection, about their estate planning. When they call, they don't want to wait an hour. They don't want to talk to somebody that isn't even a, a person that can realistically call. So the level of service where you will not leave a number on business. Now, we only have 20 lines and they could be all full, but it hasn't happened yet. That's the thing, not to... Maybe I'm biased because I'm the host, but I had a friend that called <laughs> we Prodox. That. The <laughs> I had a friend uh, that called Prodox, uh, and and uh, there's a great you know tax lawyer on staff, Barrett Rodriguez, and uh, Barrett is like about to have a baby or something, and you know has obviously informed his clients, and this was like three days before the baby came. My buddy called him, and like within six hours called back, and and I was thinking. Dude, aren't you about to have a baby? Like, you gotta get the go bag ready. You got to, but you know, there was, there was relevant things and, you know, the employee tax credit, a retention credit, right? There's things and, and that's what I love, you know, and I've been in this industry and worked for other firms and the, the, there's, there's sort of, you, you guys develop the plan. You have the family office atmosphere, but then you, you stay relevant and current with the code with all the, I mean, COVID brought a myriad, right? Of tax wealth building opportunities. Yes. And you guys were right on top of it. That is a perfect example. The employer retention credit that I would say, what, 80% of the clients that we have to get over the battle of, well, my CPA said I didn't qualify. And they do. And we're talking about tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars that an uninformed tax preparer just said you don't qualify. Barrett read, we have Barrett as a tax attorney read the code. He's actually prides himself on becoming an expert on every single government opportunity for the small business owner. And then to have uninformed, trusted people. I, I, I mean, Chris, what we're approaching $3 million now just in a, a helping clients get money that they were told no. Right. And most of them didn't realize that some people didn't even realize that program existed. You know, we were able to work with Barrett and our team to get a process in place, communicate to clients. And I find it really interesting because for months, you didn't hear about this, honestly, really anywhere in the media or any, any, any place. And, you know, COVID now was that all kind of happened, I think, late 2020, maybe early 2021. We've dealt with every client that we had here in our office. We expanded out to other clients that or people that weren't even clients. And it's going now as I drive to work every morning and listen to a, a radio station that now there's a commercial on there almost every morning about, hey, call our firm. We do employer tax credit. And I'm like, yeah, we did that like a year ago. Late you know? to the party. Yeah, get to, you know, not that, you know, people still need help, but man, I mean, it's like you got to stay on top of stuff and be out there early to help you out because you never know too when the government's going to turn those spigots off or turn down those programs. Right. And and with that, Justin, the new things obviously can take a while for advisors to catch up to, but our biggest, biggest, uh, you know, where a client is just kind of in shock is the tools that have been around for decades that you're not aware of. So on one hand, give, give me a, give me an example. Give me like a, a, chari- a practical example. A, a charitable major trust been around for a hundred plus years. How many people are aware of how that trust can build family wealth and bless a charity? If you ask a hundred people, you wouldn't have one. Why? It's a very common, well, uh, long time tool. And, and I, yeah. I want every one of our clients to know that possibility. Now, it may not fit, but they're not even aware it's a choice. That's what bothers me. Then let's go to the family LLC. They're not aware that there's this technique is out there and been out there for decades. Oh, let's go to the IRA rescue. How many people understand that they're building up a time bomb, which is out there in numerous books, but how many advisors even separate qualified money to non-qualified money. You know how many clients have known that term? Well, I've been with advisor for years. I said, well, how is your qualified non-qualified ratio is? And he says, why don't you speak English? (laughs) I don't even understand what you're talking about. Um, So it's those kind of things that we want to make clients aware of and plan ahead. Not only wealth 
accumulation, but how are you going to be able to use your wealth in the best way? So uh, one of the, in fact, Kaylee, Kaylee's come on and, and had a grandfather, if I may, Kaylee, Kaylee, and if she's not on our thing, but she's, um, I've been blessed with her. She's our producer behind the scenes, but okay. she will be on one of these podcasts very soon. So she came to me and we talked about the IRA time bomb and she was talking to her grandfather and he said, my grandfather was just talking to me about, you know, I'm paying more taxes than I've ever paid in my life because of the required minimum distribution for the rest of my life. How did I get in this mess? <laughs> and, and Kaylee says, we were just talking about that. My grandfather now is stuck there. Who is aware that that potential bomb at the tail of end of your life is just waiting on you when you thought you were doing your planning? So we got the time bomb. We got the Medicaid spend down. We have asset protection, the family. I mean, you open a can of worms. There are so many things that I can tell you that is well-documented, books written, and yet 99.9% of the people weren't aware that they were a problem, much less possible solutions. Right. So there's there's problems and there's solutions we're not even aware of. And, and Chris, maybe speak to this. It feels like without that family LL, or family LC, family office environment and that cohesion it's really hard to actually get there because I know there's a lot of well-intended CPAs and advisors and lawyers. And I would say like within their silo, they're, you know, doing the best they can. But with our model, we can find those. But talk about that. Talk about how it's just more effective for the customer with this cohesion. Yeah. So it can be very efficient and, and it's a natural conversation. So the other day I had a client come in who has recently retired from General Motors uh, he's had a, a huge pension, um, retirement plan and made a, you know, six figure income. And, and as that money comes in, he's, he's looking at his retirement account. He's looking at his income and now he's retired and he looks at me and says, you know, I have all these IRAs and I know, you know, like everybody else, there's, there's an age out there that I got to start taking the required minimum, this required minimum distribution and actually age 72. And, and he, we talk about that. And, and first, he's really excited about how his investment portfolio has performed in this recent downturn with the inflation and the market going down about 20, 30%. But through our conversation, you know, he's down, we figured, less than probably 7% on his portfolio while everybody else is down 20 and 30. So he's super excited about that because of our risk ratio, our safe investments uh, have not allowed him to lose any money. And working with a, a broker uh, that we work with has helped him reduce his risk and still have growth on the market side as well. But the next conversation was, hey, I know at 72 now, I'm going to start taking my RMD. And this guy has quite a few, I'd say millions of dollars in IRAs. And he realized he's going to pay or have income come out maybe 70 to 80,000 a year just on his required minimum distribution, which means his tax liability is going to start increasing. Right now, he's in the sweet spot where he's just kind of living off his investments a little bit, uh, market, and uh, a little bit of Social Security. But what we realized in our meeting the other day is that we could pull out about $40,000 in this year for 2022, and we're getting near the end of the year, and stay in the same income tax bracket that he is in right now without going to a next tax bracket because he knows in two or three years when he turns 72 – He's going to jump at least one bracket, maybe two, because the IRS is going to force him to take out that requirement of distribution and he's got no control. So right now, as having a family office and what wealth management accounting can do is that we can help that client look ahead and jump from a conversation of my risk in my portfolio to how am I going to handle my tax liability and understand that whole concept. Because in a, a lot of other firms, they may talk like they understand that, but they don't have the reality of all the other stuff that happens under tax return. They're going to say, oh, you need to go talk to your CPA or accountant, and that's where the conversation is going to end. With wealth management accounting, I have a my background, and for years working with an accounting firm and helping one grow, I have a lot of knowledge in the tax returns and the tax liability, and if I don't know something, within a minute, I can call down to my CPA, have him come down, 
and he's qualified, they're qualified to have that conversation more in depth than I am to go through that. And, and that's very efficient for a client versus, you know what, you got to call your accountant now. And uh, hopefully you as a client who does other things can explain how your tax liability, how your income should come perfectly to your CPA who really has no idea about what your investments are. It, uh, that becomes almost an impossible task. It boggles my mind that this isn't normal. Like I, I view it as if, you know, a contractor building a new building, you know, if, if the plumber and the drywall person aren't coordinating, the drywall will go in before the plumbing. It's like, oh, wait, we have to go backwards. And it seems like that's a lot of, you know, going back to the tax example, we're just looking at past history. Well, we can't be proactive. We can't be, because there isn't that, it's almost a, a no brainer. But it's almost, but I also understand it's hard to bring all these people together, right? You have to, you, WMA has the talent, now has the experience. They've been around. This isn't a, a Silicon Valley tech startup. Um, you know, but we are on the cutting edge of technology. And I know, Denny, you know, we've learned a lot, whether it's through mistake or through growth, but our clients are always taken care of. Well, and, and back to where I started, how I find such quality people that see this vision and want to be part of it, where we have a CPA, we have an enrolled agent, we have a master's degree in accounting, we have a seasoned tax attorney, all just as one side of that equation available that our clients have access to. Um, I, I know it was the other day and somebody had a question. I said, well, I'll just call this attorney up. So we have two attorneys that we work with and send a lot of business. And then we have one on staff. So they all have different expertise. So Paul Sourtag is a, a friend of mine for 30 years, outstanding attorney, um, estate planning attorney. And I said, well, let me call Paul. And he said, wait a minute, what do you mean? Well, I'll call him right now on his personal phone and he'll, he'll talk to him. And he says, you have the ability to do that. And he's not going to send me a bill. No. You know, what is that worth to a client that has an issue? And that, and what it also expresses is if I'm not sure or I'm in an area where we might be practicing law, we'll get an attorney on the phone so that we don't cross those lanes. Super and, and I have, And I had that happen this week. I was in a meeting with a client regarding uh, uh, their power of attorney. And we were discussing how it worked and all that kind of stuff. And we needed some assistance. And... I, I called Paul first, uh, you know, he answered his cell phone and called his office. They said he's out of the office. I'd, I already had a text in before I did both of those things. And I just told the client, um, I, I, he'll probably contact me before we get out of this meeting. Sure enough, a few minutes later, he texted me. I can call you in five minutes. I said, great, come, come give me a call. And so we only met the client for 45 minutes. And within that time, you know, maybe that happened every time, but I was able to get Paul on the phone. He helped the client give some advice. You know what? And the client's not going to get a bill for it because of our relationship. Now, there's certain things he may have to do where they will get a bill. But with our relationships, we can also be more efficient and effective uh, in helping people's situations much more quickly than they can most of the time. Again, usually you got to wait and go to somebody else's office. Well, and, and just I don't know if you're picking up. We have a tax attorney that's a tax issue. We want to be specific. If it's an estate planning issue, we have a specialist on that that's on at call. This is not where we just are represented by one attorney that can do all things. This is where we're specialized. That's the difference between a CPA and enrolled agents, uh, a very talented accountant. We have uh, Don Gwiff that is running our bookkeeping department. It is phenomenal. This is so far above normal tax, excuse me, bookkeeping. Uh, services. Dawn is an accountant that's running my bookkeeping department. So if we have an issue, we go right to Dawn. You're not, you're not talking with, and nothing against bookkeepers, but we have people that have multiple skills, resources that have chose to work with us. Back to, I'm so thankful that these people chose to spend their career with us. And they see the vision and they love it. They're here because they believe in what we do. It's not a job. Yeah. And that, no, I, I love that. I, I think our clients feel that. So, yeah. And 
you know, I, I want to make sure that we're expressing another thing that this here is help people to understand what we do. We don't do the traditional marketing. Our whole business plan is based on make, having a client feel so great, have so many benefits that he can't quit talking about us, he or she. So our whole goal on service after the sale means once they create a relationship is to keep that person where they're getting such phenomenal service that they will give what we call a warm referral. Our business is built on warm referrals, which is very unusual to other marketing firms. And people say, I, well, we haven't heard of you. Who are you? you? We don't see you on TV. And I said, that's the very reason you want to work with that's, us. That's, that's <laughs> kind of the point, right? And, yes. and, you know, marketing, the financial services, and that's a big bucket. It's the most competitive from a buying keywords and advertising and space. Yes. It's the most expensive because everyone's trying to do it. And everyone's, it's it's a race to the bottom. And and I think what WMA is doing is, is they're not even in that. It's a different sport you know they're playing you know they might be playing baseball a dying sport baseball is great don't get me wrong i I don't know if you guys are baseball fans we're playing football we're fastest (laughs) fastest growing sport we're having fun we're doing new things we're changing the rules every week it seems Uh, well i think (laughs) we're trying to you know really you know the cliche word of boutique i mean we're we're in the financial industry but we're not really trying to be like everybody else you know we have our own philosophy and our own goals that we've been doing for 20 years and refining those. And I think it says something that when we really haven't had a huge marketing budget or push, that our referrals haven't gotten us business for over 20 years. Um, to me, that, like I said earlier, that's almost unheard of in most businesses. Um, well, and that's and all about providing the right service to those clients and meeting their needs. But the perception is that, you know, we are so small, we can't effectively help people. And I've gotten in a few of those conversations with clients and I said, whoever your current advisor is, I can confidently say we're managing 10 to 20 times the amount of wealth that they are. And they're kind of, well, well, uh, you know, they're on this and they're, and you're not understand. First of all, we have a long time, but we're in the billion of management, not hundreds of millions. And I, I don't want to get into showing off but if you're afraid because you haven't heard of us that we're some small guy that might be here today and gone tomorrow let me assure you that we're a significant force and have especially with uh, you know working with Reynolds Wealth Management again another 20 year relationship that's so important yeah. Chris is 20 years Paul Sautag is 20 years you know we have I don't know how many of my staff has 10 years we're not too good to be true, fly by night. And that's what we get portrayed at many times when other advisors can't compete with us. And we're not trying to compete. I, I don't want that word compete. It's are we meeting the client's need and helping them solve them problems? Our goal is to help clients not become a national company. If through helping our clients we develop to a national company, that's fine. That's a byproduct of the situation. But I'll never say my goal is to be a national company and be recognized. My goal is help clients. And that helps me get recognized. I'm comfortable with that. I know it may sound a little, again, cliche, but it's our heart here. Uh, it's not about that we're the biggest and definitely don't want to be the baddest. Um, we just want to help clients out. Yeah. So I want to close. And, and what I love about just conversations like this, you know, this really turned into – the history, but also the philosophy behind wealth management accounting. And I think that's important for people to understand the why behind it. And so kind of in the history, you know, picking that back up, and and I want to close with the formation of wealth management accounting. But um, we have these relationships with people like Reynolds. We have ProDocs. We we have the uh, CPA and accounting firm, right? We have a financial – yep. ProDocs is the – and then ProTax. <laughs> ProTax, yes. ProDocs, ProTax. Right. And on our website under partners, under About Us, you can see all the partners we're working with. You can see the people behind the work. Uh, you can see the, 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 the great team behind uh, all the work and, and all the care. Um, 
this is coming together into this umbrella of wealth management accounting. And I actually want to get into the name because it is an interesting name. You know, you hear a lot of wealth advising, wealth management, you, you just hear advising. But I, I thought it was interesting when first meeting you both that we have wealth management accounting. So talk about how that's all culminated into that umbrella. My wife actually came up with that name because we were struggling on how we can be different, but people recognize what we do because of what you said, everything has wealth management, wealth is wealth. And, and what was so great about wealth management accounting is, well, how can accounting create wealth? You know, the name of it all of a sudden says, okay, the accounting, the tax planning, is that a significant way to manage my wealth and important? And so having accounting as part of wealth management is exactly illustrates what we're about. That tax planning, as we just talked about the IRA time bomb, tax planning, tax efficiency is much different than tax preparation and tax management. People would think all those words are the same and they're very, very, very different. The word tax diversification, you hear of investment diversification, what do you mean tax diversification? It's not even something that's in, in a lot of people's vocabulary, but it is for the wealthy. Why, why don't people aware of it there? And, and, and the funny thing is, you know what our biggest criticism is, Justin, is you overdo it. Hmm. What a great critique. That we, yeah. Oh, we're so sorry. We prepared these people too well for potential problems in their life. Um, and that, that has come across. Well, it's insane. Well, I'm, I'm sure you heard that last year, probably when the market was crushing it and everyone was happy and, and every, you know, advisor was doing great. And now this year where the market is not doing as well and inflation is higher, they probably wish they were that prepared. Just and, I hate, and, and what I call that, you just went on to a very common phrase that I've used. I really never want to be into a lose-lose. So the client thinking they're prepared, then finding out and losing 20, 30% of their income, then coming to us is an expensive lesson for them. And we have a lot less to invest. How do we have to evolve to that lose-lose? And then you know, we're restructuring and rebuilding what they had to lose to recognize our value. And if this training and these uh, podcasts will help people go through the process, are you prepared for a downturn? Are you prepared for an unexpected death? Are you prepared for retirement? You know, we want plan for the worst and hope for the best. And that's not a, a great thing. But if we have all the possible things that could be, you know, fall on your family and have a plan for it, it's kind of funny. Murphy's law kind of makes everybody's experience. If I'm prepared, it never happens. And if I'm not prepared, it always happens. <laughs> exactly. What, so if nothing else, which we can't explain that phenomenon, but, I think everybody on this earth has lived that, you yeah. know, yeah. and that's really part of wealth management accounting is being prepared for any possible negative impact on your finances. And yeah. hopefully it never happens. Of course we can't guarantee, but we have had enough cases where we are prepared that the tough things in life don't have quite the sting as you have a group behind you. So one of the things I want to mention on and, and make available for another podcast is our financial circle of care. It's a new thing that's come on in the last uh, few months and uh, overwhelming acceptance, uh, what that means and how that applies. So if this is out there and people might be interested in what that means and how that applies to their family, um, Kaylee's at the uh, infancy and creation of that. Uh, and uh, it's kind of neat that she's one of our newest employees, but really a big part of some of these next generation level of service that we're really, really excited about. Yeah, that's awesome.
Chris, any closing words on bringing this all together? Well, going back to the words wealth management accounting, what I find unique about that is those are very common words, so common, the fact that uh, when I try to get it trademarked, they turn it down up front because they say those three words together are too generic. Um, hmm. So we have to become a brand, and that's what I kind of like about this. It's emphasizing what we do for our clients. We're creating a brand here called Wealth Management Accounting that helps with asset protection, estate planning, tax planning, and investments. And as we move forward and march forward, and this information gets out there through podcasts and working with our word of mouth clients, we're going to turn this generic wording that the government says into a trademark that everybody's going to know. And to me, that's exciting that we can turn something into nothing into something that people will know for many, many years into the future, how we help clients out that hasn't existed in past years. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited to to educate, inform, nurture. This is not marketing. This is education. And with Wealth Management Unfiltered, and you've heard some unfiltered things today. Look, we're going to be straight. Uh, and honest and, and and really the word the operative word is authentic um, with you and, and we're gonna bring the heat and and bring the grace and uh, I'm excited to to you know we talk about serving the masses but let's educate the masses let's know thyself knowledge is power and wealth management is a place that can teach but also help you implement this this knowledge uh, so I, I'm excited thanks uh, Denny and Chris they uh, Denny will be in Almost every video podcast moving forward, Chris will pop in uh, a bunch. Uh, we have so many from the WMA team and partners uh, that will be, whether we're talking about the financial circle of care, the team, IRA rescue. We have some exciting things planned for the rest of 2022 going into 2023. Uh, so thanks uh, for joining us uh, today.